many Christians want miracles to happen to them. You see, a lot of Christians want miracles to happen to them. They say, oh, I'm waiting for my miracle. I want this to happen. I want that to happen. I'm waiting for this to happen. I want to say something. You know, there are levels in the spirit. There are places in the spirit. And like the scripture says that we should move or move on to maturity. Which means at a certain point in your Christian life, there are certain things that you used to say, certain things you used to do that will not be accepted again. The same with the natural. In the natural, for example, there are certain things you would say and get away with when you were a kid. Are, are you with me? There are certain things you say and get away with when you were a kid that you will not get away with when you grow up. All right? Five years, you're like, Mommy, I'll eat food. What would you eat? Jollof. With what? Chicken. And in fact, your mom is even happy that you're hungry. <laughs> you get it? She's even, because some kids don't eat. So that you're hungry alone, like, give, give her more food. Add more, add more. Are you okay? Mommy, I'm not okay. Okay, add more. Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Don't you think you want to eat more? That is correct for your age. But then there will be a time in your life when you are now 24. <laughs> then you go to your mom and say, Mommy, I'll eat food. If you don't step out of here. <laughs> you see, the same words, the same address, the same thing has been said, but there's a difference. Your mom expects you to have grown, expects you to have taken up responsibility, expects you to be a better person than when you were five. You see, you're, you're supposed to say, um, like let, another example, when a child is, is very little, has not started talking, at what age are they able to talk? Can I find out? All right, so then at eight months, the child is likely to do apa-apa. <laughs> Am I right? Mama. Dada, pa, pam. If the child calls te, papam, te, mommy, papam. All right, what would you say? Yeah, yeah, papam. Take, pap are you getting it? But then he's 15, papam. Eh. <laughs> At that time, what, what would you be seeking to do? To tell him the real name of the chair. It is no longer papam. But at a certain point, papam was okay. So now we are moving on to maturity, all right, in certain things we say. Now, for example, when you say, oh, I want a miracle to happen, it's accepted at a certain level in Christianity. You want a miracle to happen to you. So everybody's, um, you know, I came, you know, so I, I know my God will not fail me. I will receive my miracle. I will get my miracle. It's allowed at the baby stage because truly, when you got born again, a miracle did not happen to you. You happened. So at a certain point, I know some of you came because you want to receive a miracle. Uh, agreed. It's not wrong. Agreed. But it's at the lower level. So we are climbing up. A miracle is not supposed to be happening to you. You're supposed to, at this point, become a participator in divine activity. Are you with me? All right. So we look at something. So at a certain point in time, the beggarly Christianity 
of God, please do this for me, do that for me. God, please, I want this. God, please, I want that. At a certain point in time, the beggarly Christianity is no longer accepted. It shows the bankruptcy in the knowledge of God. I was listening when we were talking about the PCDL. You see, invest the word of God in your life. Invest the word of God in your life because manifestation is only a function of growth. And I gave you an example. I said, if you tell a little kid to lift this, one-year-old kid to lift this, oh, he tries to lift it, he's not able to lift. Then we begin to pray. We stand behind the kid. That's what we've been doing. We've modeled everything in the kingdom into prayer. Hey, I'll pray. I know my God will do it for me. But look at this. This little kid comes to lift this. He's unable to lift it. Then we gather behind him. And that's what we've been doing. Then we gather behind the kid. You will lift it. You will lift it. The kid tries and still cannot lift it. Then he goes back. Prayer doesn't work. Prayer doesn't work. The kid goes to everybody. Prayer doesn't work. But then, simple thing. Let the little kid just grow up. If he turns 10, 11, and he has a little strength, and he has a little muscles, he lifts this thing, no prayer, no fasting. A lot of the things you are praying to God for are just waiting for you to grow. And spiritual growth, are you listening to me? Spiritual growth is not time-bound like natural growth. Spiritual growth is a decision. It's not time-bound like natural growth. In natural growth, you cannot do anything about the fact that you are five. You cannot add some to it. Because he said, the heir, as long as he's a child. He didn't say, the heir, when he's a child. He said, the heir, as long as. That means you can be a child for long. As long as he's a child. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. He said, now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child. Different nothing from the servant, though he be lord of all. So, once he is a child, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's as long as he wants to be a child. All right. So, we are looking at something. Romans chapter 8. Okay, before Romans chapter 8, go to Exodus chapter 32. Exodus 32. Exodus 32. Verse, let's start from verse 26. Exodus 32, verse 26. He says, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who is on the Lord's side, let him come unto me, and all the sons of Levi gather themselves together unto him. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from the gate to, to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell off the people that day about 3,000 men. Oh God. I'll show you something. Acts chapter 2. Are you there? Mm, let's see. In Acts chapter 2, it's a long, the reason why I'm, I'm doing is it's a long read. I don't, I don't want to do the long read because of other things I want to say. So let me just go to verse 40. Verse 40. So at this time, the Holy Ghost has come, and the people were, you know, they heard them speak in their languages, speak in other languages, and they gave their hearts to Jesus. So Peter was preaching at this time. Now this part of Peter's preaching, verse 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Hold on. In, our, in Exodus 32, 
something happened. I didn't want to do the long read. I'll just give you the background story. That was the day that Moses had gone to bring the law. When he came back from bringing the law, he realized that they were serving a calf. They had made a calf with their earrings. On that day, the anger of God on Mount Sinai, the Bible says 3,000 people died. In Acts chapter 2, 3,000 people were saved. Mm, hold on. What happened in Acts chapter, 30, uh, Exodus chapter 32? What happened in Exodus chapter 32 was the day the law came, the same Hebrew word, matan, which is the gift. The gift. The law was called the matan. It was the gift. When the law came, 3,000 people died. When the Holy Ghost came, 3,000 people were saved. Romans chapter 8. Uh, so you see this. There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are Christ Jesus, who walked after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Now I want to bring something out here. And that's what I'll name the message. The Spirit of life. For the law of the Spirit of life. The Holy Ghost, one of his names is the Spirit of life. When the law came. Oh, 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. So now I'll help you to understand a certain verse we've been quoting and always saying. You don't understand it very well. Verse, from verse 1, let's go, let's keep reading. Do we begin to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles of condemnation, commendation to you, or letters of com commendation from you? He said, ye are epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Hmm. For as much as ye are manifestly, now, don't forget the word manifest. I'll come back to that. Declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. Now, Paul is talking about what happened in Exodus 32. And he is contrasting it with what happened in Acts chapter 2, actually. All right, so in verse 4, he says, And such trust have we through Christ to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiencies of God. Verse 6, Who also have made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter. The letter is the law. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, the Spirit giveth life. So now you get it. You see, so sometimes we say, oh, the letter killed, the spirit given life. We've been quoting it, not in the context. This is the context. The context was the matan, the gift of the law, and the gift of the spirit. Because the Holy Ghost was also called the gift. So there was a gift of the law, and there was a gift of the spirit. When the law came, when the letter came, the people died. When the spirit came, the people lived. So the spirit of God is also called the spirit of life. The question is why? Why is it called the spirit of life? And, you know, I trust the Holy Ghost that after this particular, <laughs> Job 33, after this particular message, something is supposed to happen to your life. Job 33, verse 4, look at this. The Spirit of God hath made me. The breath of the Almighty hath given me life. The Spirit of God hath made me. The breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Hmm. I'm sure you love this. Are you ready? Okay, Genesis 2. You know, when we read the creation story, we say... Oh, okay, go to Genesis 1. Let me show you something. From verse, maybe say from verse 3. From verse 3. It says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, and God saw the light. Hold on. In verse 3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. In verse 4, saying, God saw the light. Hold on. When we read this, our knowledge of creation is, God said, let there be light, and light appeared. We are not reading it how the Bible said it. It didn't say light appeared. God said, let there be light. And there was light. It is the um, declaration of the truth of what God said. 
God said, let there be light, and there was light. If light appeared, why will he tell us that God saw the light? It is not about God seeing the light that had appeared. God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light. Um, Genesis 2. Okay, let me add something here. And God saw the light that it was good. Okay, that it was good. And I told you before, I said, when we say something is good, to God, you know, someone says something is good, what comes to people's mind is like, oh, it's like, you know, okay, all right, it's okay, people like it, you know, kind of thing. It's good, all right? Now, that's not the, the representation of good. I'll explain to you. When God says something is good, and the Bible says something is good, I'll explain to you what good is. Because through the years, what is good has been changed. In certain countries now, if a man marries a man, it is good. Does it make it good? No. Because there is what is good. Let me tell you what God terms good. What God terms good is what he can see himself in. How do I know? Jesus Christ said, when the Pharisees called him, he said, good master. He said, there's no one good but God. That means everything good is ascribed to God. So when God made light, he saw himself in light. It is a characteristic of God. He saw himself in, in, in light, so it was in the likeness of God. The problem is that the light was not in the image of God. So when God now made man in his image and likeness, it was very good. So now, go to Genesis chapter 2. Thus the, heavens and, thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Now hold on. He said over here, he says on the seventh day, God ended his work. So everything in Genesis chapter 1, in, in the assumption, or in our assumption, is like, okay, God has done it. God has ended the work. So everything in Genesis chapter 1 looks like everything is done, but no. You will not understand how God does his things and the reason for the spirit of life. Verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which he created and made. <laughs> Verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now remember in Genesis chapter 1, it was God created the heavens and the earth. When it comes to Genesis chapter 2, he said he made the earth and the heavens. Why? And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. Hold on, hold on. At this point, is he negating what happened in Genesis chapter 1? Because in Genesis chapter 2, he's saying that every plant of the field before it was in the earth. In Genesis chapter 1, he, I thought he said the plants would come out and they all came out. But in Genesis chapter 2, he's negating and saying before every plant of the field was in the earth, and every plant of the field before it grew. Why? Why, was, why were those things not manifest? Even though God had said all those things, they were truth, they existed in the realm of the spirit, they were, they were truth, they existed there, it was correct, but they had not appeared on the earth. Why? He said because the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. What about the man he created in Genesis chapter 1? So, over here, he says, the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. Today is a special day. Do you know that you can be confessing, you can be confessing, learn the word of God, right? And still be very broke. Something must happen to it. Something must happen to your confessions. All right, James chapter 2, verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Now, I want, put, put away faith without works is dead. Put away. I, I want you to see this, this first part. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so everybody without the spirit is dead. Go back to Genesis chapter 2. From verse 6. But there went up a mist from the earth. 
sky and watered the whole face of the ground. Verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. That means God made a corpse. God made a corpse. God tried to make something and it was a corpse. It was not living. It was not moving. What made it move? What made it move? What made it made living be, to become like God and to talk was the breath of life. God made a corpse. Oh, no wonder. The Spirit of God can speak in some people's lives. Oh, you're going to be this. Oh, this is going to happen in your life. And they will look around and nothing is happening. For so long, nothing is happening. Why? Everything God has said, that they're even confessing. It's a corpse. It's a corpse. God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And the man was there. All right, so if God says, I'm not breathing. I'm going back to heaven. That's a corpse. Because their body without the spirit is dead. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why when Jesus Christ formed the church, which was his body, the Holy Ghost had to come. Otherwise, the church would be dead. Uh, that's why he told him, tarry in Jerusalem, stay there. You have worked with me for three years, you have learned all the preaching gimmicks, you know how I say out and in. <laughs> you get it? You know how I do all that, you know, the, you know so, sometimes they watch Jesus, heal the sick, cast out devils, sometimes do it with his leg. I remember when I saw Pastor Chris do it first, I went to circle. <laughs> I saw a crippled man. Circle is a place where there are some cripples. So I went there, I was doing this, like Pastor Chris. It, it looked as though, as I did it, the people became more crippled. <laughs> the man nearly fell out, because I went with one guy, he believed me. The guy believed me. And this was my, my I think my first six months of being saved. I uh, know, I didn't wait to. When I got born, I was in a hurry. Because I read a book. <laughs> By Archbishop Bessie, if I be a man of God, and I saw the things he said in it, that he raised the dead. I walk out. <laughs> if I... But I have a problem with that book. Why didn't Archbishop tell us about prayer? He didn't mention anything about how he prayed. He, he didn't say anything about it. He was just mentioning the things he did. So I also thought that it's just by... <laughs> I also thought it's just by... If I... So I stepped out. As... I got there. I went to one guy who believed me because I was telling him things. I said, do you know what we can do? <laughs> We're the children of the living God. Yeah. Without the Holy Ghost, that statement is a corpse. I got there. Look at the crippled man. And the guy went to believe me. So I told him that when I finish praying for the guy, he should lift him from the wheelchair. <laughs> now, this guy, if they put the two of us together, he's still bigger than us. That's how I finished. I was doing my leg. Out, out. As I did it, the man did not stand up. Then my friend pulled him. The man nearly fell down. That's how people around came. What are you doing to the man? What are you? I was very disappointed. And mind you, I've been praying for three, I've been fasting for three days nonstop. I had not, I had not broken the fast at any point. Immediately I woke up, I said, Mommy, where's the food? <laughs> There's no point. <laughs> There's no point. I remember what I ate that day. Rice and contemporary stew. <laughs> yeah. I, there was no point. I was disappointed. If I... Okay. So, yes. Can be a corpse. You know, there's this religious language. All right? There's a religious language. It's like, you hear, okay, my pastor said, ow! So, I'm also going to say, ow! Right? 
I saw him, you know, it's, it's, it can be religious, like, oh, we are shaking everywhere. It's like, you are saying it too, like, it's church language. And all you have is the language, not the substance. Oh, and we are moving, and we will go, and we will go. And in the spirit, you see, some, some things are dead. Some things are dead. Some statements are dead. One time I was talking to a guy. He was saying he's going to build the biggest multi, what, 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 what. And he will be putting it on his status. And I asked this guy, I said, from where are you speaking? You see, in the, in, listen, in the, in the realm of the spirit, there are not many locations. It's either light or darkness, life or death. So where are you speaking from? If you are speaking from the arena of life, it is recognized. If you are speaking from the arena of death, nobody knows what is going on. As you, you, you are just uh, a talker. And there are so many of them like that in the house of God. They are just talking. Nothing to support what is going on inside. The things they are saying are dead corpses. Yes, those things are good. You are saying the right thing, but it's coming out and it's a dead corpse. And someone say, ah, can I, how can it be a dead corpse? How can a dead corpse? I'll show you something that happened in Ezekiel chapter 37. Go to Ezekiel 37. We're going to read Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. Let's see something that happened. Another corpse. We've not paid attention to this whole thing, but you know, sometimes we say, Ezekiel prophesied to there, dry bone, Ezekiel. Okay, look at this. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Verse 2, it caused me to pass by them run about and behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. Verse 3, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, at this time, the guy is actually prophesying. God is telling him, prophesy to the dry bone. The guy is actually prophesying. And it's, it seems to be working. Things are working. Thus saith the Lord God uh, unto these bones. Behold, I will cause bread to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay signs upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. As I prophesied, there was a noise. So some people's prophecy, all it ends up with noise. As I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking so people prophesied, and from, from the first point, there was a noise. Then there was a shaking. So it looks as though, yes, the, the thing is coming, it's coming, it's coming. The thing I said, I'm, I'm about to experience it. It's like I heard a noise, and I heard a shaking. It's like Elijah, who says, I, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And when he's done, he goes to pray. Why he knows? Because the noise is not enough. He said there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. So now, he's witnessing a miracle of miracles. Bones are coming together. The bones are not asking, is this the bone of Kweku or Kojo? The bone, Kweku's bone is going to Kweku's bone. Kojo's bone, you understand? Everybody, is a bone to his bone. That means every bone is looking for. The, that's another miracle on its own. How the bones are searching for. <laughs> you understand? One bone will enter. No, no, this is not the hips. You understand? Then it moves another bone. You know, at the bones were, so he was seeing a noise and a shaking. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. So first, there was the shaking. The bones were going to their bones. Then the sinews, the flesh started coming upon them. And the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Corpse. Ezekiel has successfully made a corpse. So if Ezekiel now says, ah, I've tried. I go back home. What was he left with? A corpse. He's left with a corpse. Even though he witnessed a miracle of miracles, he witnessed something that nobody, I don't think anybody has witnessed this before. Because the courage to even stand there for bone to go to his bone is another miracle on its own. Because some of you, you go to the cemetery, of course not me, all right? Some people, when they go to the cemetery, of course not you too. And we go to the cemetery and a cricket. It's not, it's just a cricket that... Oh, 
I know a man who sleeps on one of the tombs. Sleeps on the tomb. When people pass by sometimes, he just stand up and start walking toward them. <laughs> and you saw the person coming from the tomb. Sister, sister. <laughs> Have you ever heard that joke? A guy who doesn't usually like paying for fare, and he sits in taxis. So he sits in the taxi and they ask him, where are you going? Mm, I died last week, but you see, what? I died only last week, but I don't really like my tomb, so I just want to go back home and come back. <laughs> and the taxi driver will stop the car and run out. <laughs> so one day, he actually met somebody who knows what he does. So as he was driving, he said, mm, when they put my coffin, it's not good at all. The guy said, eh, I'm on bed 42, you are on bed what? <laughs> Now, they were not sure who is the real ghost. <laughs> All right, go back there, Ezekiel. But there was no breath in them. So we go to Job. Job says, the spirit of the Lord had made me. The breath of the Almighty had given me life. So yes, there is bone to his bone. But they are all lying down with corpse. So God has to train Ezekiel that after the corpse, there's something else to do. Then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy unto the wind. Ah, 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 ah. What does it mean to prophesy unto the wind? Prophesy unto the wind. Genesis chapter 6. From verse 4. Right, to, pre to prevent a long read. Genesis chapter 6, verse 6. Okay, all right. Verse 3. Verse 3, sorry. And the Lord said, I'm sure many of you have seen this verse. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. The word strive there, some people have, have, have said this, oh, my spirit shall not strive with man. It means like, you know, argue. The word strive is not argue, the way we think. So it's not like, my spirit shall not strive with man. No, the word strive there comes from the Hebrew word sur, S-U-R. Sur means shall not engage anymore. So the Holy Ghost said, he is not going to engage anymore with man. And what is the result of that? What's the result of that? He said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, and yet his day shall be 120. So, because the spirit, his spirit, uh, or the spirit of God shall not engage with man anymore, his years started to reduce, because he's the spirit of life. When he stopped engaging with man, man's years began to reduce. So, what was God telling Ezekiel, prophesy unto the wind, engage the Holy Ghost. Engage the ministry of the spirit of life, to bring life into the things you have said. To bring life into your plans. Because while Ezekiel was prophesying, what was happening was that a structure was coming together. Sometimes you plan your life. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What you are doing, all those things are plans. They are good plans. Sometimes you say them. They are good plans. But you need the engagement of the spirit of life for them to come to life. For them to be manifested, you need to engage the Holy Ghost. You know, so many Christians don't engage the Holy Ghost in their life. They don't engage the Holy Spirit. And because they don't engage the Holy Spirit, they have many plans, they say many things, none of them come to pass. You know, every time, oh, I want to be this, I want to be that. They plan so many things and those things never come to pass. They keep speaking and say, oh, this will happen in my life, that will happen in my life, and none of those things ever happen. Remember, even God engaged his own spirit in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters before God said, because God had to engage the Holy Ghost for them, for, for he to speak before he could speak so that what he was saying could come to pass god had to engage the holy ghost so it says my spirit shall not engage man anymore 
shall not engage man anymore. There are things you do in your life. Look at Ezekiel chapter 37. While he was, Ezekiel was prophesying, the bones were coming together. That's your structure. That's what you are planning your life to be. By 35, I want to be this. By 40, I want to be this. Oh, God wants me to be this. I want to have a church like this. I want to have a business like this. You have drawn your plan. Everything is nice. Everything looks like you're actually acting your faith. You are trusting God. Things are happening in, in your mind. You have so many things you want to do, but you have not engaged the Holy Ghost. So none of those things have come to life. None of those things have come to life. Because he's the spirit of life. He's called the spirit of life. He's the one who breathes life, who brings life into the things that we plan. Is the one who brings life into our lives. Then we begin to see. We begin to see manifestly. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. Because a lot of, a lot of you, or, or, or a lot of people, a lot of Christians, the things they say actually do register in the spirit. They are just not manifested. Elijah said it. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. That means I, I, between you and I, the rain is hanging somewhere. But we want to see the rain. We don't want it to hang somewhere. So in the spirit, it is registered. But we have not seen it on earth. Then... Elijah went to pray. He had to start engaging the doer of the works. Jesus Christ said, the words that I speak, he said, my father in me doeth the works. Jesus Christ didn't say, he doeth the words. No, he says, the words that I speak, he said, my father in me, he doeth the works. That means there is the word you speak and there's the works he does. Engaging the Holy Ghost. Engaging the Holy Ghost. Sometimes those things you want to see, thank you Holy Spirit, those things you want to do, those things you want to see, you want to do, you put your plans down and you keep speaking. There has to be an impartation of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost has to breathe upon it. Because until it is breathed upon, you'll never see any of those happening. Now, what happens when the Spirit of life is engaged? Number one, growth. When the Spirit of life is engaged, number one, growth. 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 What is growth? Advancement. Advancement. Sometimes in our lives, we want to see advancement. We want to move to the next level. You know, you want to see your life moving forward. You want to see your life moving forward. You don't see your life going forward, but it looks as though every step you are taking, you are still back to the same place. You want to see your life move forward. You want to see growth. Listen, we don't pray about growth. Growth happens anywhere there's life. Are you getting it? Anywhere there's life, there's growth. When you give it to a child and a child is not growing, what are you going to check? The health. You're going to check the quality of the life. <laughs> you understand? If the child is not growing, it's stunted growth. It's, it's, a, it's an anomaly. So that you are not growing is not the normal thing you need to now pray to now have the normal of growth. No. Growth is the normal thing. So when you see anything contrary to that, that's the anomaly. So anywhere there's life, you, you will see growth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, there's natural growth and there's supernatural growth. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's natural growth and there's supernatural growth. Now, look at John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Jesus is speaking. Verse 63, Jesus is speaking. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The word quickeneth there means it is the spirit that makes alive. It's the spirit that makes alive. He says, the spirit that quickeneth. He said, the flesh profited nothing. Cops profited nothing. A corpse cannot fetch water for you. A corpse cannot give you an amount of money. A corpse cannot do anything for you. A corpse cannot escort you to your house. A corpse cannot do anything. So he says, it is the spirit that makes alive. He said, if you depend on just the flesh, he said, to profit you nothing. Now, the, what, what, what baffles me here is the word used over here, profit. Profit. Profit is growth. I see. Profit is growth. He says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit alive. So, if the spirit quickens, if the spirit makes alive, that means prophets will come. Hold on. What's he saying? That means once there's life of the spirit, you will see advancement. It's just the way it is, it is, it is, it is settled by God. It, once the spirit of God is engaged, there's prophets. You start seeing your life moving. Advancement. I said there's natural growth. Natural growth is tiny, weeny growth. Oh, small time, one hair has come. 
Another night, your ear has just tiny weeny, little growth, little growth. There's supernatural growth. That has, has nothing to do with the laws of nature. <laughs> That's why I call this church the supernatural church. I was not ready to go with a tiny weeny growth and get the Holy Ghost. So I, I began to see supernatural growth. Let me show you something, number 17. From this service, your business will begin to make abnormal profits. I said your business will begin to make abnormal profits. Kaya. At this time, I don't want to read the whole thing, so at this time, Moses is in a, in a rift with some of the elders of Israel. They are saying, Moses, you are not the only one God has called. We to God has called us. So they are in a, a little rift. They want to know who is called of God. So God says, I'm going to prove to you who I have called. And this is how God proved it. He proved it with growth. God proved who he was with, with the growth. Let's start from verse 4. Now, God is telling them, all of you bring rods. So Moses brought his rod, and that was Aaron's rod. Then the elders of Israel also brought their rods. So everybody brought their rod together, and God starts talking. He said, and thou shalt lay them up in the tabernacle of the congregation before the testimony where I will meet with you. And it shall come to pass that the, that the man's rod whom I shall choose shall blossom. Oh, God. God says, the one I will choose, he said, that rod will begin to blossom. That rod According to natural sources, according to Genesis chapter 1, all the natural laws that are given by God for a tree to grow, it will be connected to the earth. This time around, God is saying, you don't need to connect it to the earth. Just put it in my presence. He said, when you put my presence, the one that I am with, the one with, with my presence on, he said, it will begin to grow. Grow, not connected to the earth. Listen to me, you don't need connection on earth. They say, oh, if only I know this person, if only I know that person. Stop things, don't stop saying things like that. When you say those things, you are, you are not, you are disengaging the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you a story. In 2013 was when I wanted to release my first album. <laughs> oh Lord. I wanted to release my first album in 2013. I, I wanted to put money together. Now, I had been a serving leader, fellowship leader in church right from that time, you know, so I had been doing so many things in church. Then people started telling me rubbish. You know rubbish? Is that telling you the church is supposed to support you? They are not supporting you. Because I was looking for money to print the CDs and do the because I've been serving in church. So everybody was thinking, ah, won't he support you? Pastor Biono, won't he support you? Won't this person support you? Now, while I started hearing those things, I now started getting those thoughts. You know, be careful what you listen to. You know, sometimes your upbringing and the things they've told you is disengaging the Holy Ghost. So I started thinking. Mm, they are supposed to support me. Mm, they are not supporting me. Mm, but I've been giving. I've been giving the church. But nobody's supporting me. I want somebody to support me. Mm, mm. As I lay down my bed, I knew it was the mercy of God. Because some people never come out of things like that. I knew it was God. As I lay down my bed, the Holy Ghost said, Why don't you pray about it? Why are you looking to a man about something that you want to do? Why are you looking for ethnic connection? Why are you looking around? Have you engaged the Holy Ghost? And I said, no. I was raised up as a cell leader. We have learned to bring water out of the rock. Also, you see, that's why when you are, not a, you, are, you are not in a cell, you are doing something to your faith. You don't know. If, if, you, are, if you are not in a cell, there are some things you will never understand. When we talk about faith, it will be theory to you until you are in a cell. And you have to act your faith. So I was raised up there. And, and, and as a cell leader, you understand that everything is by the Holy Spirit. You understand? One day I was, I was past somewhere to go and preach and I met some guys. They were also going on evangelism. They were from a church and their pastor pays them to do evangelism. I said, hey, you are paid to win souls. If you come to my place, after you win souls, you rather pay, you rather pay for winning the souls. I didn't know it was good training. So at that point in time, I said, no. 
I prayed less than 20 minutes as I faced the wall and I banged the wall and I prayed less than 20 minutes. I got a call. The woman said, uh, you said you want to do your album, right? Okay. She sent me half of the money. All right? She sent me half of the money. I'm like, hey, if I engage the Holy Ghost 20 minutes and I go on the money, uh, <laughs> that means me and the Holy Ghost are into engagement now. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? You are into engagement right now. When you leave this place, be, be, be a professional engager. Be engaging the Holy Ghost. The thing is not happening. Don't talk to men. Why are you, talk, why are you talking around? Why are you looking around? You are disengaging the Holy Ghost. I was a cursed is the man who trusts in another man. Men are designed to fail. He said the flesh permitted nothing. Men are designed to fail. And there's also, you know, sometimes you see people's status, you know, people you trust will not, you know, do something. Who's supposed to do something for you? Why, you, why, why do you feel entitled? Why, somebody's money. Why do you feel entitled to somebody's money? Why do you feel entitled to somebody's help? No, don't feel entitled. There's only one person who will hear your voice and not get tired. Go to the Holy Ghost and begin to engage the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking to somebody here. Shanda Kabaye. Rosa Kabahaya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things are not going the way you want. Stop crying. Stop telling everybody. You are gossiping too much. You are telling everybody your, your problem. Two years time, they'll use it against you. Rather go and engage the Holy Ghost. So grande. So grande. So grande. So grande. So grande. Oh, time will fail me to tell you about many more testimonies like this. Where, where everybody, where everybody, you know, backs out on you. When men turn away, your love is where I run to. When fear comes my way, <laughs> my help it cometh from. Whenever I'm unable, you teach my hands to walk. When sorrow nears my temple, you fill my heart with songs. You are ever my help. Hold on. Engage in the Holy Spirit. I said the first thing that will happen is growth. The first thing that will happen is growth. So go back to verse 6. At this point in time, the rods have been put in the presence of God. They've been put in the Ark of the Covenant. In verse 6, he said, Moses spoke unto the children of Israel, and every one of their princes gave him a rod piece. For each prince, one, according to their father's house, even 12 rods, and the rod of Aaron was among their rods. It was among them. And Moses laid up the rod before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. And it came to pass. Oh, Raman to say. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. Oh, Holy, the Holy Spirit is bubbling something inside me. And it came to pass. And it came to pass that the church tripled. It came to pass that the church tripled. It came to pass that the cell tripled. And it came to pass that the business went international. And it came to pass. And it came to pass that the work moved forward. And it came to pass. You know, you know, Moses was not afraid to confront the system. Confront the system. Don't be afraid to confront the system. Confront the system. I confront systems. Once the Holy Ghost is, is with me like that, I confront the system. Say, you, you, you want to show, you want to prove that uh, uh, only I confront systems. 
People used to say that the, uh, the only person who can pull the kind of crowd, you know, when, when we went to that fantasy dome, they told us that only a certain musician can pack that place out. I confirmed the system. It's like everybody's rod. And I, I bring my rod to you. I said, let's, let's see. Let's see. Hey! Hey! So, uh, listen, everybody's starting a fashion business and they are not born again and they are using their money wrongly. Confront the system. I'm starting. Let's see. <laughs> hey! Listen, everybody's going to start a radio station and they're going to talk about rubbish on their radio station. You say, I'm going to start a radio station. Everybody's run has come together. Okay, let's see. Hey, hey, hey. Am I talking to somebody here? And when I put my rod there, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to engage the Holy Ghost. I'm going to engage the Holy Ghost. Am I talking to somebody here? Show gradeba. See Karaman Tobaya. Some people, some people made it look as though, you know, man takiseke. Listen, I told myself one day when I passed by a nightclub, I saw a poor a crowd for Jesus on a Friday night that no club can ever do. Ika bazuke baliske. Let's all put our rods there. Let's prove. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Don't be the kind of Christian who is no, 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 no. Confront the system and bring God's glory out. We manifest God's glory. They say, oh, this contract, only people who do a certain kind of thing can do it. Don't go and play in their field. Am I talking to somebody here? Sometimes we go and play in their field. They say, oh, before you can get this contract, you have to sleep with a certain man. You, you are, but you are a Christian and you are going to do it because you, you need a contract. Don't play on their field. You are losing the game. Don't play on their field. No. He said, oh, they said, oh, you have to sleep with that man. So, okay, I'm not going to sleep with that man, but let's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you about the Holy Ghost. In the next six months, there will be such record-breaking testimonies by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Record-breaking testimonies. Record-breaking feats. By the power of the Holy Spirit. By the, if you are receiving in your spirit, be, be speaking in other tongues. Eight. Verse 8, go back there again. Verse 8, and it came to pass. Manda ke masoya, kala sute kama, rukabaliske. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. Ayayaya. And it came to pass. Man toka. I prophesied growth. I prophesied advancement. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. That the life of the Spirit, the life of the Spirit, Ayamakoske, entered that business. And it came to pass. That the life of the Spirit entered that cell. And it came to pass. And the life of the Spirit got into that church. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. You know, listen, listen, listen. When I visited the online church, when I visited the online church, all right, all right, when I visited the online church, I was preaching. And from that scripture, I want to say something now. So I, want, I want you to believe what's going on. And from that particular scripture, when Elisha prophesied tomorrow by this time, I was, I, was, I was prophesying there. And I was sitting in the meeting. And I was sitting down on the seat and I was looking at them. And I told them, I said, listen, just as Elisha said tomorrow by this time, I prophesy that there's somebody here, the person is in Canada, and I said, I said, there's somebody here, you've been looking for a job. You don't even have one. The Spirit of God says, tomorrow by this time you will get two. 
I prophesied that around 9 p.m. By 6 p.m. the next day, she got two jobs. Listen, I'm saying that to say this. I'm saying that to say, go back to number 17. Verse 8. And it came to pass that on the morrow, say the Spirit of God, by tomorrow, by tomorrow, by this time, by tomorrow, by tomorrow, something you've been praying for, something you've been praying about, something you've been thinking about, by tomorrow, there's a testimony. There's a testimony of testimonies. By tomorrow, the answer will be clear. By tomorrow, the Spirit of God would have shown the difference. Listen, natural growth would have taken more time. Listen, natural growth would have taken more time. And it came to pass that on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold, someone say behold. Yamakoski. On the morrow, Moses went to the tabernacle of witness. And behold, the rod of a... Because they are new every morning. New every morning. Great is Oh, great is Because they are new. They A lot of things are going to happen with speed. On the morrow. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. So many things are going to happen with speed. So many things are going to happen with speed. Shakabaya. Leko. You know, whatever is going on here, you, you, this thing you receive with your spirit. With your spirit. With your spirit. Makaya. On the morrow. On the morrow. On the, it will not take time. 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 Man toka say. Shekra deba. Mozike deba. It will not take time. See at the Spirit of God. It will not take time. It will not take time. Roshakaba. There's speed now. There's speed now. Speed is given you now. Speed is given you now. That thing you want to accomplish. Speed has come with it on the morrow. On the morrow, by the end of this year, by the end of this year, you would have had your company. By the end of this year, you would have met that investor. By the end of this year, you would have finished your partnership. By the end of this year, those things you thought you could never do. By the end of this year, you are going to see results like never before. The spirit of life, he causes growth, he causes advancement, speedy advancement. Eros rod that budded, Eros rod that budded. 
how do you explain this 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 you know you know Pastor Shemi in three years this church is three years in three years we have given birth to 25 churches who are not here they are not here as we are having a meeting here teens church is also meeting they are not here another one of the churches is having a meeting one is having another meeting another way Kumasi is having their service everybody's everybody's gone so this particular service i said i'm doing a joint service for my services first and second in three years how is it possible i remember we're in a meeting one day while we were in the meeting the spirit of god spoke to me at that time i had never read the scripture the spirit of god spoke to me without me ever reading it aaron's rod that budded aaron's rod that budded i was wondering what what is aaron's rod that budded then i went on google aaron's rod that budded and i, I saw the story i said oh oh that means there can be growth outside the natural aaron's rod that budded i began to see no look look again in verse 8 he says and it came to pass on the morrow, Moses went to the tabernacle of witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded, and brought forth buds, and bloomed blossoms, and yielded almonds. The leaves came the same time. The fruits came the same time. Listen to me. God has removed the waiting time. God has removed the natural waiting time. God has removed the natural waiting time. God has removed the natural waiting time. Your company will have branches. It will happen in a short time. God has removed the waiting time. By the power of the Holy Spirit, what you want to do will bloom blossoms in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Ghost, that thing you want to do, it will bloom blossoms. Eros roared and budded. Shaka Balaba. The days of tears are over. This is a miracle service. It is not a service for natural things. This is a service for supernatural things. Stop thinking of the natural way. Stop considering the natural way. They said, it is not possible to move from 100 to 1,000. I say to you, not when Aaron's rod budded. Not when Aaron's rod budded. Shaka Bahai. Londa Kabaye. Sheka Kakaka. Shela Baba Baba. Sheka Baba Baba. Shela Baba Baba. Eros rod, Eros rod, Eros rod that budded, Lama Takaya, Sheka Baba, Eros rod that budded, Eros rod that budded, Eros rod that budded. The natural waiting time is removed. The natural waiting time is removed. Mantokabaya, Shaka Baba Baba, Ratako Sekeleba, Lema Baba Baba international opportunities are opening for you international opportunities are opening for you you know listen when I was sending, when I was sending some of my leaders out, you know, when I was sending some of my leaders out to Westside churches, they were the ones who were handling things for me here. So naturally speaking, you think it does not make sense. 
So someone will ask a question. They, and, and, and for me, when I send people, I don't, they don't go out alone. I give them their whole fellowship. Go, go with you. Someone will ask, won't your church reduce? I don't engage men. When, when the Bible says don't trust in a man, don't, don't only think he's talking about unbelievers. Sometimes your brother, who has always been giving you money, is the person that is stopping the engagement of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes your uncle. Sometimes that person who has been sending you money from abroad. You are so used to that, that once you pray, you are expecting God to go. There. You, you are not allowing the Holy Ghost to be Holy Ghost. Aaron's rod. Aaron's rod that parted. Aaron's rod that parted. Aaron's rod that parted. Moshika. Sheka Bayaba. Aaron's rod that parted. Sheka Labuske. Manto Kolobuske. So grade. So grade. So grade. So grade. So grade. So grade. Shaka Balaba. I say to you by the Spirit of God. I say to you by the Spirit of God. God will cause you to collide. He will cause you to collide with some things in your firm. You will come out victorious. Yes. You will come out with a testimony that you are the one God has chosen. Some people didn't like the fact that I said God will cause you to collide. You know, they didn't like the fact. The fact that God called you. I remember when I, when I climbed the stage in Matska night, the first thing I said was that men will try to stop you. And God is going to make it dramatic. Really, we have watched the drama. We have watched a full movie. From court, to police station, to the nation, to social media, everywhere. People saying things about you that they don't even know you. Saying things. We came, it was the first prophecy that came out. When I stepped on stage, I didn't plan to say that. I mean, nobody likes collision. But you see, God sometimes does that to prove a point. I said to you by the Holy Spirit, this miracle service, that God is going to use your life to prove a point. Lift your, lift your hand. God is going to use your life to prove a point. God is going to use your life to prove a point. Shaka basuka. Something is going on here, I tell you. Something is going on here. What's going to use your life to prove a point? What's use your life to prove a point? Mola bakela bashaka, reko saka ba 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 ba, shaka ba la ba ba. I remember there was a woman. She was a pastor. She told me point blank. She told me I'll stop you. She told me some years ago. She told me I'll stop you. Another time she told one of my friends. She said I stopped him. If you don't cooperate with me, I'll stop you too. Moses did not fight with the elders of Israel. He said, everybody bring your rod. Let's put it there. Let's go home. Let's go and sleep. Let's wake up. Let's see what happens. I said to the glory of God, I did not say a word against her. I did not say anything. She told me she would stop me. I'm around. She's not.
There's growth. You're going to see unprecedented speed, unprecedented increase. I tell you by the Spirit of God, you're going to see unprecedented something you have not seen before. You have not seen before. It has not come before your eyes. I say by the Spirit of God, you're going to see something you've not seen before. Increase you have not seen before. Growth you have not seen before. How did people ask, how did it happen? How did this happen? How did God do this with your life? How did God do this with your life? This is the manifestation of the spirit of life. As we are speaking now, as you are here now, as you are worshipping now, you know what is going on? The spirit of life is being engaged and there's breath coming into that dead business. There's breath coming into that dead family. There's breath coming to that dead academics. There's breath coming to that dead financial status. There's breath coming to that dead, dead marital status. By the Spirit of God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every dead womb. Every dead part of the body. I say the name of Jesus Christ. I say the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, there's life coming now. There's life coming now. There's life coming now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lady here. For six years, you've been looking for a job. You've not gotten a job. This week, you're having the job. For six years, you've not had a job. See the Spirit of God. You are getting that job now. You are getting that job this week. This week, a miracle is happening. This week, a miracle is happening for you. There's a woman here. There's a shop in front of your house that belongs to you. But you have closed it up because there's no, it doesn't move. There was no, you are not even having money to put inside. It's like a shop in front of your house. I see it right now. It's like a shop in front of your house. And it has not been moving. See the Spirit of God. That shop has come back to life. 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 Mantokaba, Rakakaba, Suka. Lift your hand. Lift that. The Spirit of God is moving here. The Spirit of God is moving here. Shadakaba. The angel of God. The angel of God. I just saw the angel of God around here. Mantokabaya. That shop is coming back to life. That shop is coming back to life. There's somebody here, you started a forex business, forex something, and all your money has been lost. It is coming back to life. It is coming back to life. There's, I've seen something about stock exchange, stock exchange, and something, a bad deal, a bad deal went on and everything. It's coming back to life. It's coming back to life. Listen, you know, when it comes to what, you know, there are other things that the spirit of life brings. One of them, thank you, Holy Ghost. Take it! One of the things the spirit of God brings, you know, is the growth. In growth, there are many aspects of the growth. Job, for, Job 14, Job 14, verse 7. He said, for there is hope for a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Once the tree is still in the ground, Job said, there is hope for the tree. That means once there is life in the tree, it will grow again. In growth, there is also restoration. 
remember Samson. The Bible says, and Samson's hair began to grow again. Listen, at the time Samson's hair was cut, he was powerless. But the moment it began to grow again, he said, God, let me shake here one more time. Say the Spirit of God one more time. You are about to shake again one more time. You are about to shake again one more time. You are about to shake again one more time. You shake again one more time. And this time, the Bible says that, and when he shook down one more time, he killed more people in his death than he did when he was alive. That means that growing again, what it accomplished, say the Spirit of God. Your next move, what your next move will accomplish, it will be more than all those years of toil, all those years of labor. That thing the Holy Ghost is telling you to start, that business the Holy Ghost is telling you to start, that next move is going to shake nations. It's going to shake nations. Shakaba. With my hands lifted up to the end, so the end, so you praise. I believe. Oh, Shakaba. With my voice lifted up to the end, so the end.
in our generation. We are about to prove God in our generation. See at the Spirit of God. I have strength in your hands for this day to speak for me, to stand for me, to show forth my mighty works. See at the Spirit of God. He said, and when you collide, don't be afraid because I am your helper. He said, don't be afraid because you come out victorious. Say the Spirit of God. Say the Spirit of God. I've taken you to a higher level. He said, at that higher level, he said, demons might begin to rumble. He said, but I've given you the victory. You have the victory over the systems. Say the Spirit of God. I have called you to confront the system. Say the Spirit of God. And you are coming out victorious at every count. Say the Spirit of God. Lift up your hands. Engaging the Spirit of God. Engaging the Spirit of God. Engaging the Spirit of God. He's the system of life. He said, every tree of the field, every tree of the field, before it came out. He said, for the Lord God had not caused it to raise upon the earth. And there was no man to till the ground. Someone ask you a question. What shows that that rain is the Spirit of God? That's what Isaiah said. He said, until the Spirit be poured. <laughs> Until the spirit be poured when the spirit is poured he said then the wilderness will become a fruitful field growth comes when the system of life is engaged don't do business without the holy ghost don't run your life without the holy spirit there's another thing that the spirit of god does and we are moving to another level with that. Romans 8 verse 11. He said, but if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, the word quicken means shall make alive, the spirit of life, your mortal bodies by his spirit that are dwelling in you. That same spirit can introduce life into your body. You will be growing but not aging. You see, eh? I've met people, I've met Christians who know a lot of Bible. They know verses, they can quote anything for you. But not one of those things they quote you can see in their life. Why? This is, the, this, is the, this is the difference. It takes the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life, to quicken the scripture. That's why the letter killeth. What you are reading there is great, but before you can see it manifest in your life, the word is phanerosis. For it to come out and be walking on the streets, it must be quickened. It must be quickened. That's what Mary asked. Mary asked the question. He says, you want to introduce new life into me. 
But the natural way is that there's supposed to be a sperm. <laughs> so you said, so Mary was now asking a genuine question. He said, how can this thing be? Seeing that I know not a man. So there's no introduction of a natural way which is a sperm. Then Gabriel answered. He said, the answer is the Holy Ghost. Now that's what he said. He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. He, he is the spirit of life. He's not going to go through the agency of the sperm. He is life himself. He can react with the egg. And that's how Jesus was born. Was the reaction. The spirit quickened. When Jesus died and he had to come back to life. The Bible says that it is the spirit that quickened his mortal body. Moses at age 120, the Bible says that he gave his rod to Joshua. When God was telling him to go and die, he had given his rod to Joshua. That means that 120-year-old man walked on a 30-feet mountain. These guys didn't die old and, and, and sickly. And, uh, no, 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 no. When you engage the Holy Ghost, it can show your body. Look at our man of God, Pastor Chris. You, you, it's like the same, if you take his picture 10 years ago and now, it's the same thing. Same thing. Oh, oh, oh. You know, at this point in time, thank you, Holy Spirit. One of the reasons why we were worshiping or singing that song is that's one of the ways to engage the Holy Spirit. He says, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. Spiritual song. It's a singing. 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 One day, God told me something. I was shocked. I thought, you know, singing is when a song comes into your heart and you start singing. God told me, he said, as a Christian, you must sing regularly. That's what God told me. He's not going to sing in a studio. He said, as a Christian, you must sing regularly. I said, wow. Singing. He says, sing. God told me, he said, sing. he said, because when I talked about, about, about prayer, he says, I was, Paul said, I'll pray with the Spirit, I'll pray with the Son also. He said, I will sing with the Spirit. Singing is as important as praying. God, he didn't mention only about prayer. He says, I'll pray in, in the Spirit, I'll pray in understanding. I will sing in the Spirit, I'll sing in understanding. Singing is so important. It's not, it's not only about so, playing someone's music. No, no, no. That's, that also does some things. Uh, you are edified by that. There, there's a time you must sing. No, no, doesn't matter how bad your voice is. Tonight, from 12 midnight, you alone go into one corner and start singing because we are engaging the spirit this week. You start singing by 12 midnight. You sit somewhere. You understand? You sit in one corner like that. The song, the Spirit of God brings it to your heart. You begin to sing it. Hallelujah. We worship you, Almighty God. Hallelujah. Forever is your throne 
Hallelujah. We worship Almighty God. Hallelujah. Forever is your. You know that day that Paul. And, 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 and Barnabas were about to be separated. Bible says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, they didn't even pray. They were not praying. They just came together. You know, sometimes call your friend and stop thinking about voice. You know, quiet, let me talk to you today. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, eh, because of your voice, you will do a lot of things in the flesh. Because you can go and look for your friends who can sing. Then you will be doing parts. No, sometimes it's not about parts. You just call your friends together and you begin to sing. Singing. Forever is your throne. Forever is your throne. Forever is your throne. Forever is your throne. All over this place. Forever is your throne. Oh, forever is your throne. Forever is your throne. Forever is your throne. Forever is your throne, forever is your throne, forever is your throne. You never change. You are that same God. Sing. You are that same. 